0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsportscom Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. And the ride of the week. And it is Wednesday night, so we'll get into the stat of the week later on the show. And it will also have to do with Mike McCarthy. And it might have to do with the fact that he might be lying to us. Stay tuned for that. Uh, But in the meantime, though, Dak Prescott talked to reporters earlier today, and he had quite the way to describe. The Cowboys offense and I loved it you know that I like getting into the details and the nitty-gritty of of X's and O's etc and I think that people will will love what he had to say so for those of you who maybe missed it he was talking about you know what it's been like to take on the McCarthy offense it's been technically the biggest shift of offensive philosophy that we have seen Prescott go through so far and this is the quote from Dak Prescott courtesy of ESPN's Todd Archer on Twitter Dak Prescott said funny this is the the Texas coast this is the Texas coast we just renamed it the quarterbacks it's got definitely some west coast principles but has a little bit of what we've done in the past and just obviously marrying them together with a lot of detail and maybe in a sense a system That's not out there. So there you go. That's what Dak Prescott had to say. Feels like, you know, an off-the-cuff comment. But also, it is a first time, I mean, or or one of the first times that the Cowboys are really lifting that curtain a little bit and letting us know what's going on. At first, it was only like, you know, 30% of the offense is going to change. And that was pretty much all we knew about it. But now it is being clear that mccarthy's stamp is starting to be felt. Uh, cd lamb has talked about the changes and he and, and lamb is interesting because he says that it isn't anything major but he did hint at the fact that there were some language changes for the cowboys offense earlier in in otas when otas were just starting out. mccarthy has already talked to us about and i mean us, you know, fans That tune in to the the presser, obviously. But also, I just don't want to, you know, act as if I was there. I was not there. (laughs) You guys know that I'm transparent. Anyways, he's talked about outside zone being a run scheme that is changing. And he's talked about the pass protection schemes also being different in 2023 than before. So, for example, last night we dove into this in great detail. We went in-depth, but there's going to be apparently, and this is just a hypothesis based on what he said, there's going to be more weight or more plays in which the running backs are going to stay in and provide protection for Dak Prescott. McCarthy said it again. It's about protecting Prescott a little bit better. That might not only have to do with the offensive line starting group of five, but also with The addition of more six-man protection schemes or even seven-man protection schemes as opposed to having the running backs just run a route right away. And we even looked at how much or or how much percentage of the time the running backs stayed in to block and seek. And Pollard were not even close to being among the league readers. They were both out of the top 20. So in, in case you didn't check that out, it's an interesting show. Uh, Paul says, I missed it, Mo, catch me up tonight, says Paul. And yeah, that's pretty much what we were talking about last night regarding the pass pro. But it's just one of the many examples of how we're finally getting to understand a little little bit better where the changes are going to happen and how they are going to happen. So I thought that, you know, this comment from Dak Prescott calling it the Texas coast, first and foremost, let's be honest and let's cut the analysis for a moment here. It's a pretty damn fantastic nickname. I hope that the Cowboys offense becomes or stays at the very least as one of the most efficient ones and becomes kind of like a big story of the year. And Texas coast can live on as an actual term that we remember in Cowboys history. I want it so bad, not because of the Lombardi trophy, just because of the nickname. (laughs) And I'm obviously exaggerating, but I thought that was a pretty fantastic comment by Dak Prescott. If we want to get super basic and talk about those differences between the West Coast and Eric Coriel, and I'm going to put an asterisk here because I don't want to say that Kellen Moore comes from an Air Coriel philosophy. I don't think that, that he does. I think that he comes from a very weird specific thing that they had going on at Boise State when he was in college in which they did a little bit of everything and even Kellen Moore's whole thing about being a play collector, I believe, comes from his time at Boise. Uh, but, you know, he did work with Scott Linehan. He did work with uh, Jason Garrett. So there is some air choreal elements in there. The West Coast and the air choreo both want to stretch the field. They want to put the defenders in conflict and, and have to stretch throughout the, the playing field. The West Coast will put an emphasis in doing it horizontally. Side to side, right? So you might have, you know, a lot of people like to point out those land flat combination from the Mike McCarthy uh, time in Green Bay, and you're basically stretching the defenders horizontally while the Coral offense wants to do it vertically. So you're thinking about those high lows, that corner route with the out below it, that kind of stuff. In the modern NFL. I mean, this is super basic. Every offense nowadays incorporates a little bit of everything. But I do believe that even at this level, there's like a philosophy behind it where you want to do things a particular way. And based on what McCarthy has said and what the players have said and what we have seen with the addition of Brandon Cooks and this idea that they want some speed in there and that uh, maybe choice routes will be reduced, etc., it feels like the Cowboys want the players to play a little bit faster and not think so much during the play. Maybe with the exception of Prescott, which, who will be working with the pass protection schemes, maybe a little bit more intensely than in years prior. So just going to put that out there. I think that th- this comment about being the, the Texas Coast offense Is like a funny comment and it sounds cool and everything, but it's also meaningful. It's also meaningful because we're finally getting that idea as to how the Cowboys offense will actually work when the time comes. Now, we're just theorizing and believing what they give us because the season has not started yet. So we we won't know what it looks exactly uh, until the season starts. So more on that later. And we'll also... When we get to the Freeman Mazda start of the week, I think we're going to get into a particular conversation specifically that will interest people. I think that McCarthy is more or less lying to us. And we'll also get into the Mike McCarthy kind of areas where, where we'll see some improvement, in my opinion. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the show. Thank you for being here. My first question is, from 1 to 10, how much change would you really expect from the Cowboys offense in 2023? Let me get a gut feeling around here, a temperature check. How are you guys feeling about this whole thing from one to 10? How much do you think the offense will actually change based on what has been said and the personnel that the Cowboys will have next year, which is very similar to what we have seen before? Anyways, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Toxic Tom says, Mo, comparing Mike's offense philosophy versus Kellen's is like traditional to boneless wings. One is a total fraud. Well, Toxic, I wouldn't call traditional wings a total fraud. I understand you like boneless better than you like traditional wings, but to go overboard and say, That traditional wing, sorry, fraud. Maybe you crossed the line there. Maybe that's too much. So let's settle down in the chat. And and I would feel the same way about Kellen Moore's offense. It certainly was no fraud. It certainly was no fraud, but the Cowboys could use a change. Let's see what you guys have to say. Five to six for Mark Aaron. Six for Katharina. Jack says, not much, just better concepts. Nicholas is nine. Only putting nine points in a playoff game needs to change. Four for Modelo time. Jeremiah 4 5. Uh, Charlene Evans says 4. Bruce got the talk to use this 35% less Madden. <laughs> Randy Jackson with the 8. 7.8 for Gregory. Jeffrey is calling for a complete overhaul of the offense. He's going with the 10. Inez Gomez with the 5. Toxic Tom says 8, uh, especially in situational moments. I think I'm going to go with a 7 because I do think it's going to be. Listen, when the Cowboys say that 30 to 35% is what the offense is going to change, you got to think about what they mean. And I don't think they mean that 30% of how they do things is going to change. I think maybe 30% of the playbook and the formations most frequently used and that type of stuff, maybe that changes 30 to But got the the, the amount of times that the plays are called, that's going to change significantly, in my opinion. Like, what Mike McCarthy wants to do will be done, but also with a heavy weight of what Dak Prescott himself wants to do. And if you ask me what is the single biggest thing that excites me about Mike McCarthy taking over the offense, it has to do with what it means for Dak Prescott. I... I've been on Dax, you know, uh, cheap for a long time. Like I I am fully on board on this train. I think that Dak Prescott remains one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I understand the concerns of some people. I don't understand the concerns of some that act like he should be cut or traded or replaced. I don't get that part of things. But I understand some of the concerns that exist about Dak. But I still think he's a top 10 QB in the league. And one, I like the change for him. I like that, you know, he's gonna learn to approach offense in the NFL a different way as opposed to his first seven years in the league because Garrett, Linehan, Moore, they were from the same bunch of of people at the end of the day. I like McCarthy's voice in his ear. I, I like that. I mean, I know that some a lot of people have. Brought that phrasing up, you know, he's going to have a new voice in his ear. But I do think it matters. He's going to get a different perspective from a play caller that was pretty successful with the Green Bay Packers. Yep, didn't end great. But that's pretty much how coaching goes for for even the best coaches in NFL history, right? Uh, So I, I wouldn't dismiss what McCarthy did with the Packers over those Years with him as play caller, including the one in which they won the Super Bowl. But not only that, I do think that McCarthy brings some sort of QB empowerment to the table. And for the last few years, we've talked about, quote unquote, McCarthy's quarterback school and how he puts a lot of emphasis on developing quarterbacks and getting them up to speed with the offense and then working the fine points and the fundamentals of the position even during training camp, and he already did this since 2020, when he arrived at Dallas. but there's a difference. I think that you can only control so much when you're not the guy installing the offense, designing the offense and calling the offense. I think it's more it's difficult, it's more difficult when you're teaching something that you might not know exactly how it's going to show up on game day. You might know, because I'm not going to act like McCarthy didn't know what was the game plan for for each given game. I think that he was involved at some capacity, but it certainly was not at the capacity that he's going to be involved in for the 2022 season. Coaches say that if you're going to practice something, it's got to show up on tape. And yeah, the fundamentals are supposed to show up in every play, but my point is That QV development that McCarthy can bring to the table, I think, can be taken to the next level since it's his offense that the Cowboys are going to be working with. That's one of the areas that I am excited about McCarthy taking over the full offense. I'm also excited about, and we already talked about this a little bit last night, but him giving more power at the line of scrimmage to Dak Prescott. I think... And once again, we're just hypothesizing here because we don't exactly know, but I think that when McCarthy says that he's going to ask more from the Cowboys running backs in pass pro, I think that he means amount of plays. And I think that in turn means that Prescott is going to have more liberty of setting up the protections at the line of scrimmage, you know, breaking the huddle, walking up to the shotgun or the center whatever. And... We're going that way. We're sliding towards him. Running back, you've got this and that. read that kind of stuff. I think that Prescott is going to have more power. And I love that because it's always been the strength, the biggest strength, perhaps, of the Cowboys quarterback. The mental processing of things, the pre-snap reads, even the post-snap processing. Even though there have been some times in which he has struggled, when like in 2021 when he saw a lot of safety rotation post-nap and it was a problem for Prescott with the Cardinals game, for example. You guys remember that one? But overall, he's very good going through his reads. I love the athletics Nate ties and the way that he describes Prescott. He calls him a superhuman computer and a robot because he is is very good at that. So I think the Cowboys are going to be able to tap into that strength from Dak and I think it's going to be quite fun to see uh, but anyways let's get into some of your comments and questions and takes here on the chat let's see here ladies and gentlemen let's get into it I see a lot of comments about buffalo wings and traditional wings Jacksonville Chester Cheetos says Caustic call in. why are the Jaguars now in the conversation so I'm seeing the YouTube chat, and it's a it, it's chaotic. It's a little bit chaotic. There is there is wings versus versus boneless debates. Uh, there are accusations of me loving the Jacksonville Jaguars from Toxic Tom. Guilty. Uh, I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence. What can I say? I like Trevor Lawrence. And man, did you guys see the stadium though? <laughs> I didn't know the Jaguars as a franchise were capable of presenting something. So ridiculously spectacular because I think that stadium that they, they presented was quite awesome, quite awesome. And they are, they're securing football in Jacksonville. I was looking at some economic numbers for for Jacksonville that they put out with the unveiling of the plans for the stadium. I didn't know it was like such a booming town right now. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Wasn't aware of that. Mo has Duval to on his chest as Toxic Tom. No, I don't. Jack, thanks, sir. Charlie Evans is also laughing about the chat being caught chaotic uh, today. There were some serious questions, though, that, that I wanted to get to. Somebody asked, and let me get to it because I kind of postponed it, and I forgot about it until now. Uh, somebody asked about CD Lamp. Let me see who it was. It was Lightweight Blessed. He asked, "Bro, is it true that CD got injured in practice?" It is true, but I don't think it's something to panic about. So, according to Michael Gelkin, CD Lamb suffered an "quote-unquote" apparent leg injury. However, like he was walking around. Todd Archer, Todd Archer said that he returned for a couple more reps. Michael Gelkin said that it was an early exit for CD Lamb for practice. So I don't know exactly what happened in that sense, but Michael Gelk can also tweet it out that a source said that it's nothing, that it's nothing to be worried about. And he appeared to be in good spirits, at least on the pictures that were tweeted out, etc. Uh, None of the players mentioned it as a problem or anything like that. So it does sound like genuinely CD Lamp is fine and they just took him out of practice for cautionary reasons and that is important because the Cowboys are like taking it super easy at this portion of the offseason and they have been pretty loud about that too they were fined in consecutive years by the NFL for you know practice violations and now they're taking it super slowly slow tempo in practice even the competitive drills like the passing game is not allowed to go full speed Somebody tweeted out that the defensive backs were not allowed to make plays on the ball. So I don't know exactly how all of that works in the sense that, you know, being there at practice, maybe you figure out even though those are the rules, when a receiver beats a cornerback, etc. Uh, people were praising Brandon Cooks today, by the way, on the second day of mandatory minicamp. Very intrigued to see if the Cowboys practice or not Tomorrow. Uh, since it's been a slow kind of thing, maybe they're not that interested in giving them some rest. So maybe we're going to see them practice tomorrow as well. Uh, that would be the last day of mandatory mini camp, if I'm not mistaken, because it's three days for, for everyone in the NFL. So yeah, CD did get injured, but apparently nothing to worry about. Mrs. Toxic Tom says, y'all, we all know, Mo likes the Steelers. And Mark Aaron says Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jags shake my head. I don't like the Steelers. Those I don't. Those I don't. I mean, see, Trevor Lawrence is my guy. I like Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't feel that way about the Steelers. <laughs> I don't feel that way about the Steelers. I'm sorry. Oh, come on now. Come on. Mrs. Toxic sent out a comment in the YouTube chat. And then Toxic Tom Sent out four hard emojis. I guess toxic time is not always toxic. Love is powerful, man. Love is very powerful. Uh, Caustic says, "I'm really interested in Eric Scott Jr. and how he's being doing with the number ones." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have not heard a lot about Eric Scott over, uh, other than just one play here or two plays that, uh, there. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen there. Uh, but Eric Scott Jr. seems like the Cowboys coaches like him. Speaking of the cornerbacks, and before we move on to the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, McCarthy did mention Kelvin Joseph today. And he said that it's been his best stretch of football since he's been in Dallas. That feels significant, especially when he's working out at Nickelback. And Jordan Lewis is going to start training camp on pop. And that's going to be an intense training camp battle. They run Bland, the projected starter for sure. But if Bland goes down, who's going to be the number two at nickel? Is it going to be Lewis? Is it going to be Kelvin Joseph? Or is it going to be one of the wildcard answers like Israel Mukwamu, who has already done the thing, but that maybe he's kind of like this hybrid player. So you don't know exactly where he sits at depth chart. Or is. It's going to be a situation in which, you know, uh, because I'm thinking about it and Bland doesn't even have to get injured. Like, it can be Lewis or Gilmore and then Bland can kick outside and you still need that backup nickel cornerback. Going to be a very fun battle to follow along during training camp when the Cowboys show up in late July. Mo, is that enough? Says Gregory. What, the... This being Kelvin Joseph's best stretch of football. Maybe not. Maybe not. He he needs to, he doesn't need to be better than his past self. He needs to be better than Jordan Lewis, Israel Mukwamu, or whoever. Right? Iceberg Slim says Brian Brodus came on Bass Cowboy Show and he said that Jake Ferguson is struggling because he got stiff hips, all his catches. Uh, came off the bootlegs. Dallas is more high on Peyton Hendershot. Facts says iceberg slim. That would be interesting. I don't know exactly. I, I didn't catch that. I'm gonna make sure to go and and listen to it. That's so cool that Broadus was on the Boss Cowboy Show. But like my my first impression of things is indeed we know we know that Ferguson is not the athlete, right? We know that. Gonna be a fun battle as well. I don't think that anything right now is super final in the sense that the Cowboys would be super higher on Jake Ferguson than they would be on Hendershot, or even between Hendershot and no Ferguson and, and Schoonmaker. Just because, man, they they have not been going full speed. Period. Right. We we need to see what happens on training camp. It's too early. It's too early to to go through all of that and, you know, had the same hips last year, if that makes sense. And he was clearly the guy over uh, Hendershot, if that makes sense. Because snap counts do not lie. And at least for 2023, the Cowboys were not higher on Hendershot than they were on Jake Ferguson. Uh, maybe as a project, maybe you could convince me that they were, but also if you were, uh, you wouldn't have drafted one in the fourth round and waited to get the other one until after the draft. That's just my my own take. I'm not saying that Hendershot does not have a chance to long-term establish himself above Ferguson. And I have been vocal about Ferguson not being, not having proven enough to be like the the starting tight end of the team. I still think that Schoonmaker is going to, Sooner or later end up as the starter at on offense, but I'm just saying I'm just saying now he did make plays like I'm gonna say this, sure, he caught those bootlegs, just like thinking back on those plays, it's pretty obvious that some of them many of them were those bootlegs that that you guys are mentioning in the chat. he also hurdled a defender, he also jugged defenders. He didn't get darts after the catch just because he was wide open. He got darts after the catch because he was making people miss one way or another. So, I just don't... I'm open to saying... I'm open to talking about those tight end competitions. I'm not open to discrediting discrediting, uh, Ferguson's numbers because they came on bootlegs. I'm not there. I'm not there. So, uh, fun conversation. Tight end is going to be... One of the best positions this entire offseason and the preseason as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. And we're going to take it back to the McCarthy conversation, to the offense conversation, because I have a question for you. And we're going to dive into it in a few moments here. Uh, But first... Let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, a lot has been made about the Cowboys not being super aggressive under Mike McCarthy because he has been vocal about it. He has said it time and time again. He wants to run the ball. He even caused some controversy when he said, Kellen Moore wants to score points. I want to win games. And then Many of us, especially those who are fans of, you know, the analytic side of things, we were like, ah, <laughs> that, those two things kind of go hand in hand. And the idea that you need to establish the wrong game and control the clock are maybe a little bit antiquated when we're seeing the Chiefs light up scoreboards, the Bills light up scoreboards, and be known as the best offenses in football right now. So McCarthy has established that. I'm not sure if he's telling the truth. I'm not sure at all that he's telling the truth because Freeman Miles' the start of the week this week is divided in three. The first one is the early down pass frequency for the Green Bay Packers between 2016 and 2018, years in which Mike McCarthy was the play caller of the Packers. And this graph shows, and I know it's small, but don't worry. We, we, we're going to get through it. Packers offense was the most aggressive one in early downs in terms of throwing the football in neutral situations. That's 2016 to 2018 because McCarthy did not call plays in 2015. But before 2015, you know, between 2010 and 2014, the Packers were the second most aggressive offense in early downs. nobody threw the football more than them in early downs between those years other than the New Orleans Saints that had Drew Brees. Is this an Aaron Rodgers stat or a Mike McCarthy stat? That is up for us to debate. But all I'm saying right now is that we think or the general hypothesis is that the Cowboys are going to run the football more with Mike McCarthy calling the place. And I'm here to say I'm not sure Because, and then finally we're here. Last two years, taking away 2020 because Dak was injured. The Cowboys ranked 15th in the NFL in neutral pass rate. McCarthy was right up there with the leaders of the NFL in aggressiveness. First down, second down neutral situation, they wanted to throw the football. They didn't want to run. They didn't want to do that thing about, quote-unquote, establishing the, the run, which is proven to be a myth. They were out there trying to pass. The Cowboys were right around league average. They weren't super conservative either, but they were certainly not one of those teams that were trying to pass and pass and pass. My question from me to you after looking at the Freeman Mazda stat of the week is the following. Are you buying or selling the idea that Mike McCarthy is trying to sell us? That is, you know, hey, I'm going to run the football more. Are you buying or selling? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, although I basically did. Let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, we need to talk about the family-owned business that has been so for over 65 years. And remember, you can check out their car dealership at Irving, Texas. You can also browse through their wide range of UN-used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net. In there, you can see the features of every car. You can look at pictures of the outside and inside of the vehicle. And this time, we got to get to the ride of the week. As we do around this time here on Prime Time, in this case, we are discussing the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S Preferred All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $30,205. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got rain sensing wipers, adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitor, And a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 33 when you are on the highway. So let me know in the chat. Are you buying or selling what Mike McCarthy is trying to convince us of? Because I'm selling. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. I think that the Cowboys are going to be a past happy team when it's all said and done. Maybe... McCarthy does not have Aaron Rodgers anymore. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe that impacts the way that he does things. But he's always wanted to throw the football. He's a West Coast guy. Even that. Anyways. uh, Charlene Evans says, I'm not a fan of Mike McCarthy. So I can't answer that question. Uh, Gilbert says selling Inez Gomez says I will say buying More ways of running says uh, Steven White Katharina says I think they will run and throw Mark Aaron says Mo Freeman kind of has a ring to it Hey, I'm good with it I'm good with it You can call me Mo Freeman if you want But I'm going to add Mo Freeman Mazda, I'm sorry Let's see here, Michael H. I'm buying running is one component of the West Coast, but then again, like it's a component of every. I mean McCarthy, because I think M- M- Michael is on something here. Like first and foremost, I'm just gonna say running is a part of every, a component of every, every, every offense. Unless we're talking about a very extreme high school offense that just throws the football or that just runs it, etc. I-, I don't think such such a thing exists. McCarthy ran the the West Coast offense here in Green Bay. He ran the West Coast offense here. In these, you know, from 2010 to 2018, the Packers were running the West Coast offense and they were still throwing the football again 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 and again and again and again and again and again and again on early downs. Toxic Tom says, "Mo, I think that Mike will say whatever to, one, show that he wanted some, nothing to do with Kellen's offense, and two, not to tip his hand. I'm with Toxic right here. I'm with Toxic. I think that those two points are very strong. Caustic Collins says, are you buying or selling a Mazda? I wouldn't make that a question, Caustic, because I know everyone's buying a Freeman Mazda. Uh, Catherine says, buying Even why it says establishing the run is not a myth, I think it is as we know it. I could see establishing the run being a thing when you have your lead and you want to end the game. But we've seen data, like hard numbers and hard facts, that one that thing about when you run the football x amount of times you get the W. That's not true. It's just that when you're winning, you're running the football because you're killing the clock. And then number two. You don't need to run the football efficiently or even run the football at all to establish the play action. Or, or not not I don't want to use the word establish. I will say to have play action work for you. Because we've seen numbers that teams are out there not running the ball well, and teams are out there not even trying to run the ball well, and yet they are pretty successful with play action in the first quarter. Defenders are gonna react. Anyways, shout out to your guy Nick's who is here on the show. Shout out to your guy Nick's. Uh, definitely one of the best out there on Cowboys Twitter and Cowboys content creator world. And does a tremendous job with his Twitter spaces as well. Sometimes it's funny because I'm just getting ready. I'm just having dinner after prime time and everything, and I'll just Pop up my AirPods and enter one of the spaces for from your your guy next. And I don't even I'm not even trying to participate. I I just want to hear what people are saying about about the Cowboys because the spaces thing is pretty fun. You get very knowledgeable, you know, analysts and content creators. You also get knowledgeable fans, and then you get wild fans. <laughs> it's a fun experience. Shout out to your guy next. I think that he has nailed all of that. Uh, by the way, he says, play action always works, whether you run well or not. So we can buy or sell this idea of, that, that Mike McCarthy is trying to sell to us. Mike McCarthy is trying to let us know, I want to run the ball more. I, for one, I'm not buying it. I seen him throw the football with the Packers when he was running things at a league-leading height. So I'm not seeing that change anytime soon. and I don't think that him running the West Coast changes that. Like, he was running the same offense over there in Green Bay. If anything, he's going to run the football more because there's going to be an element to the Galen Moore offense, and that's what I was trying to get across with the Freeman-Mazda start of the week. The Cowboys were 15 between the 2021 season and the 2022 season in neutral pass rate by the way all of these numbers from com. so that's one of the best analytics websites that you can go to i'd have to look at the stats is calling um but i don't think we did a lot of draw plays either i would like to see more of those Texas Coast offense is your guy next. Man, I want this offense to be successful so bad just because we are trying to make that term relevant in Cowboys history. (laughs) That's what I want. I want Texas Coast to be studied at one point (laughs) down the road. Michael H says, what's the point in play action if you're not trying to sell the run or the pass exactly? Oh, you're selling it within the play. But you can sell it without having 10 rush attempts before that. That's, the, that's what I mean when I say that establishing the run is, is a myth in that sense. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Uh, very excited about the fact that we're getting to discuss Mike McCarthy and his approach to offense a little bit better. Now that we're hearing him in front of the microphone more often. And he's not afraid to talk football. Uh, Skywalker still tweeted about this earlier today. He tweeted out that he didn't know if he was alone, but that he liked the McCarthy pressers because he wants to talk ball. I couldn't agree more with him. Plus, and I replied to him with that, uh, he's actually pretty funny. I think that Mike McCarthy is pretty funny in those pressers. Um, But I like it when coaches talk about football, that – and I found out that that's kind of, they want to talk about that. So if, you, if reporters approach them with X's and O's type questions, they're not going to give you the secret to stuff, but they're going to give you some interesting insight at the very least. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Modella Time. Thank you to Toxic Tom, Mark Aaron, Iceberg, Michael H, your guy Nix, who stopped by as well, Charlene Evans. Thank you to everybody. That will be it for me tonight here on Prime Time. And remember to hit the like button for me because every thumbs up puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans and you help me out in a great way when you do that. And also, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at freemiumazda.net. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Bye-bye.